you are now tuned in to the All Right Talk Show with me, your host, Shane Trainer, where we talk all things business, health, money, mindset, and everything in between. So crank up the volume, sit back and relax, and enjoy the show. Hello everybody, welcome back to the All Right Talk Show. If you're interested in property in any way, shape, or form, and have never heard of my next guest, then where the hell have you been hiding? I'm delighted to have Tej Singh, also known as Tej Talks, an avid property investor, podcast host, mentor, and author of two excellent books. Tej, thanks for coming on the show. How you doing? Thanks so much for having me. I'm good. I'm just, um, yeah, I've just been thinking about how tough and speaking to people about how tough the property market is right now. And it's just, uh, I just can't be bothered, honestly, is, is my kind of honest response to start the avid property investor yeah. theme off. Uh, it's just such a tough time. And I've just been thinking about it today. And um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting time for people to get started. I'll say that it, it's a tough time. I'm glad you started with that, actually, because that was something that I was going to go into. But let's just start right there, because, by the way, if people don't know who Tej is, like, just do some research, because he's everywhere with his big, bright yellow shirts. Definitely on brand today, and I love it. So, yeah, I, 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 I was speaking to someone today, and I said this. I said, like, I, I actually feel for people that are just starting to get in property and are going through these these some of these... I'm going to call them unethical trainings. So like, property's easy and you can do this. You know, we hear this all the time in our industry and, you know, and you keep mm-hmm. it real. And, you know, you must stress how difficult it is to to get deals at the moment. Uh, but so, yeah, what, talk a bit about that and sort of your experience, you know, knowing agents because you've got some good relationships and I'm guessing it's even hard for the likes of yourself as well. Yeah, I mean, agents are there for money. Yeah, there's relationships. But at the end of the day, you know, they're in a market where they don't need relationships at all in any shape or form, whether it's for a residential home like to live in, because I'm looking for one to live in as well, whether it's for a buy to let. They they don't need it. They don't need investors emailing them saying, hey, I'm a cash rich investor. They're like, everyone's cash rich. Like everyone's an investor. (laughs) Who are you? Um, Yes, having a social media presence can make a difference. And having warm introductions can make a difference in existing relationships. But money talks. And at the end of the day, you know, it's hard to get a lot of things to work right now in terms of like to work for us in terms of us being different or getting agents on our side because we're going to offer lower than everyone else. And they're going to say, well, why are you even coming to the viewing? I've got 10 other people offering above asking standard. So... You know, it is really tough now, whether you know people or not. Now, yeah, you know, there are people getting, I mean, people are getting deals. I have mentees who are getting deals, um, but they're not as good as they used to be. I suppose that goes with anything. Uh, you know, there's people on Instagram getting deals. Half of them are lying. Probably 80% are lying. 100%. Um, yeah, so um, <laughs> it's like, it is very, very tough. And it's gone on since since the initial covid impact when then when everything opened up again it's basically been going on like since then um and even when the repossession courts and the probate courts opened up and we got a bit more stock on the market like nah it's still it's still so tough and especially looking for my own residential is so infuriating yeah because we we have less choice because we're looking for something more specific because it's an emotional purchase blah 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 and it's just like there's nothing on the market. I'm, I'm looking in a big, big area. So 
Yeah, it is really tough. There are still deals out there for new people and experienced alike. But, you know, I suppose it's finding that angle on a deal or finding a different way to find a deal. Yeah. And now you and I are sort of in a similar boat. We're looking for investment properties and we are. I'm looking for my personal property, too. And for me, it's my my first one. Um, And who who are we just in your opinion who are you and i competing with are we competing with um first timers that are happy to pay over and above which some a lot of them let's be honest are getting downvalued at the moment from the feedback i'm getting from agents and i've heard from brokers alike and are we pe- competing with uh people just to keep their their lads busy on on refurbs there's that as well we, we're competing with uneducated investors as well um so what what's sort of your thoughts on that yeah, I think everything you said there's correct. I think I always say to people in any market, generally speaking, if you're doing flips or you're doing buy refurbish refinance, if you're doing HMOs, a bit different, you can often like offer asking depending on the scale you're going at. But generally, if you're doing flips or BRR, you know, you need to offer below current value, below market value. We are bottom of the barrel. Everyone is above us. There is not someone who will offer less than us, especially when we have investor finance or bridging. We're like the bottom. We're in the ground. Like builders keeping the lads busy. Yeah. First time buyers who will pay more, who don't realize the value and equity and what could be coming in this recession that we're sounds like we're barreling towards or maybe not if they print more money as usual. Uh, you know, they, so they offer more. Uh, there are cash buyers who will take a 15 grand profit when you and me need 40 when they're making like a 7% return because they're like, well, it's 15 grand. My money's in a bank doing nothing. I'll have it. They've got no finance costs. Their their gap is much bigger. Their profit's much bigger. You've got old school investors. Don't do BRR. Don't care about any of this crap. Just buy houses and we're done. Potentially got housing <laughs> associations, pension funds. I mean, you name it, they are above us and they always will be, right? But usually we have, oh, we're quick. We can do cash as our kind of cards but now everyone's kind of in that situation and when someone's offering you 25 grand more but the 25 grand less can do it in half the time you're still going to take 25 grand more because it's huge and you're never going to need that speed to equal that to so bottom of the barrel as usual just it mm. feels a lot worse and it is a lot worse now yeah I totally agree and i've found in, in my experience in the past couple of months as well i've even found um being not me personally but on the sourcing side of things even cash doesn't talk at the moment uh because like as you said someone's going to pay 25 grand over on a mortgage they're happy to wait for the mortgage and even if you're competing with two cash buyers um but you offer maybe even slightly more i don't think that even matters because because solicitors are super slow at the moment and you can't blame because they're just inundated with continuous sales um it's just it's just crazy it is i mean yeah you know that in terms of what we have on our side not a lot not a um, lot. <laughs> yeah i think the main thing we can do is look for different deals you know look for legal issues look for stuff that normally puts people off that i personally love uh you know we could look at things like that or even start shifting towards like planning uplift or land or commercial or lowering your expectations. I mean, you, you have to lower your expectations no matter what, like on anything you're offering really compared to the past. Um, but yeah, there's nothing on our side right now. It's, it's, we continue to be at the bottom. Mm. And are you, are you sort of 
<clears throat> pivoting slightly in, in sort of what you're doing. Are you looking into more land or are you going into the development space a bit more? I was definitely considering it earlier, but I, I just can't be bothered, to be totally honest with you. I want the path of least resistance to the best result. And land is profitable. It is, it's incredible. You turn a field, you turn a piece of mud into houses and they're everything square and straight and plumb and it's like wow it's it's so different to what i'm used to doing polishing a turd essentially um well it's a very nicely polished one at the end of it i must say yes. um but it's still an old house it's wonky blah, blah, blah. it's got character i did think about it but then i kind of just thought well i'm sort of look if an opportunity comes i'll take it cool but i'm happy doing flips doing existing stuff because it's quicker in and out um there's less risk i suppose uh, there's less time, like I've already mentioned. And, you know, with property, I'm still, you know, for me, it was always a stepping stone to building financial freedom and a passive income, which is all kind of done now for me, more than I sort of yeah. need to an extent. So I'm kind of in a fortunate position where, because I worked so hard, did so much so quickly, I am still buying property. I will I will always, always buy a property, right? Till the day I... Re- like, I'm always buying property. Yeah. But it's not a, necessarily a priority. I'm more interested in buying businesses at the moment. That's more of my passion. More on the content, the social media side, the crypto side. Although at the moment, it's, you know, it's a bloodbath. Um, I'm just interested in, in other things. And to be fair, I can't be bothered doing triple the number of viewings to get the same deal slash a lower quality deal... I'd rather just do something else. Like I'd literally rather just do something else. And if it means I'm chilling for a year, two, three years in property, you're not doing much. Like I'm not that fast. I know it'll buy property and wait. Okay. I don't give a shit. Like, (laughs) like if I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait because it, it doesn't bother me. And I'm sort of fine to do that. And not everyone is right. Like I'm fortunate in the time I started in the market was wicked and I did it quickly and I worked my ass off. But yeah, I just do what I want. Like, and that's why we're all in business, really. It should yeah. be to do what we want. Whether it's you want a billion pound turnover, I don't, you know, or you want a couple hundred grand. You know? Yeah, I think that's sort of all you need to a degree. And yeah, you're right, you've, you're in that position where you can sort of, yeah, pick and choose what you want to do. And that's interesting. So in terms of some of the businesses you're, you're purchasing now, um, what sort of sector are they in? Are you doing a bit of like M&A? Yeah, yeah, so D um, D Ludlow, our friend we were speaking about earlier, yeah. um, is sort of coaching me or helping me through that. And I'm looking at garages, uh, so car servicing and MOT businesses yeah. because I love cars and I have so many ideas and most are ran by old school, outdated, no, a bit like builders, but yeah. maybe a bit better. Just yeah, so agree much with that. missing. Yeah. yeah, like so much missing, no social media, no brand no customer it's just trash and i know that i can come in and change this um very easily because it comes naturally to me and maybe even people of our generation it comes naturally to so you know my aim is to buy one that's doing well or not doing so well and transform it and i know i can because i've done it in my own business and it you know it's simple changes even some of the structure in it etc etc and to build a brand from that and to build a chain of them and to that's i suppose like a real real passion of mine is cars cars and cooking um are both passion so i'm kind of looking at both the kind of restaurant business is definitely planned for the future um but yeah certainly focusing on cars because 
I love them and I'm there's so much I can do and I love that transformation ability or stage yeah and you know what when you think garage in the UK you just think of like some sort of I don't know behind some terraced uh, commercial buildings with some you know stinky grey rainy I don't know horrible with a, with a crappy tea area and you know a block toilet and it, you know the place reeks yeah. with a builder's bum in the corner whatever <laughs> and uh, I could yeah. just imagine like your vision or what, what what I would have in mind to transform that space is make it look like you ever played Grand Theft Auto 5 and you have the garage and it's like mm. you know nice shiny like um screeded floors shiny floors and like the cars you're working on you know you, you've got like nice oil mats down and it's like it's a proper nice sort of fast and furious type garage maybe it's not at that extent but you know you get on the social media you make it look good like welcoming and there's honest trades people there and yeah, is that sort of your vision and where you want to sort of take that? Absolutely. So, you know, for me, it's like there's there's two visions. There's one, which is the physical vision, which is to create an amazing space that people want to work in because it's so difficult, like builders, to find good mechanics, like really, really difficult. Traditionally quite underpaid, quite cold, dirty, crappy work. But I want to change that completely. I want customers to walk in and be like, I don't want to leave here. I'll just mm. wait for the car. I'll just jump in the waiting room and play FIFA while I'm waiting. Like, yeah, you know, I want yeah. them to see what's happened to their cars, to receive videos like midway saying, look, here's the issues, blah, blah, blah. Just like these expensive, you know, Ferrari, Lamborghini servicing things do. It doesn't cost the extra thousands they charge you, but garages don't do that. And then you sort of turn up, pick your car up and think, well, what's been done to it? I don't really get it. And it's, there's so many little things in creating a beautiful space, but also a culture that rewards people and actually has a culture, not just, yep, come in at nine, leave at five, see you later, mate. But kind of like the things that like fintechs and like startups and Shoreditch and London do to bring that to that and just change it, you know, like change my small percentage of the industry. And of course, with the branding, the social media, it's endless. Like it's endless what we can do because a lot of people like cars. Yeah, yeah, massively. Um, And what would you... What do you think you'd call it if you was a franchise? Like, uh, I say, garage is a is a, a bit of a smelly word, isn't it? Garage, like, I don't know. Yeah, what would you call I it? I don't know. Mechanics. I haven't thought about the name, you know, because I think some of these companies it, it may be worth just keeping the name as I build, sort of as we find multiple. I mean, I'm struggling to get one at the moment. I put offers out there, but all rejected. Um, the best thing to do is to keep the name for a certain amount of time until people get accustomed to sort of the new management. Um, and then I would change it to, I don't know, I've got a few ideas, uh, but it would depend on, yeah, it depends on the type of design and culture and vibe that I go for. The name has to kind of reflect that. So some garages might have different names to other ones because of the area or the type, or if we've got like a luxury one, or if we've got like a lower end one. Or So yeah, I'm not good at naming, but I have a few ideas that will be revealed hopefully some point this year when I can get an offer accepted. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, definitely stay tuned for that, folks. Well, um, so how is your, I know you mentioned about your direct-to-vendor sort of campaign, and obviously you've, you've had a few rejections. Is it the similar process to, let's say, a direct-to-vendor on property, the way you do approach it? Almost identical. However, it's a lot easier to be more personal with businesses because you're on Google, type in garages in Newcastle you find them all you go on company's house or you just look at the reviews you can find the name of the owner you got the address anyway email address you might be able to find phone numbers there but you've got the name of the owners 
So it's instantly, when you send a letter, it says, Dear Shane, I would like to buy blah, blah, blah. With property, in order to do that on the same number of businesses, I'm sending it to hundreds. To go on Landreg, find the name, pay £3 every single time is long. You just wouldn't do it. You'd just send a blanket thing to all houses in an area and say, do you want to sell your house? And one or two of them might be shitholes that want to be sold. So it's a bit more specific with businesses. It's a bit more personal with businesses. Uh, And you have multiple ways, like emails, phone numbers and addresses for some. A lot are old school and it's just phone number and... um, the address so i think it's a similar concept uh in terms of response rate you're probably looking at you'd you'd probably get more from the business i think uh just because you know people buying businesses is a lot less common than people buying houses everyone will buy a house it's just so normal so it's similar but it's, it's different in the response rate it's slightly different in how you do it but it's the same sort of like ugh, sending out lots of crap, getting nothing in return. And you know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of similar in that sense. Yes. And have you not even had, because sometimes, you know, when I've sent direct to vendors, I've had phone calls. I'm like, oh, great, I got a phone call. And it's that person going, can you please piss off? Are there on any letters? <laughs> <laughs> You're the eighth person this week. <laughs> so I'm guessing you've um, had no, no, no bites or even for people telling you to sling your hook. <laughs> No, I've had I've had one or two just say, please stop emailing, we're not selling. I was like, okay, well, if it changes in the future, let me know. It's not going to change. Okay, cool, you're going to run it until you're dead. Okay, they can tell on. the future then, can they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give us that a lot of numbers while you're at it. Well, yeah, I know. I think people just get like, people get a bit sort of, they feel a bit attacked, mm. even though I'm sort of offering them money. But yeah, um, and, you know, I've had like a few responses. I mean, I had one today. It was... um. It was an interesting one. He kind of called. I got his text here and, and kind of said, oh, you know, blah, 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 exploring, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, mm, you're not really serious, are you? Had a laugh. Um, he's like, you should come over, man, just for like a, you know, a cup of tea. You do property. I could learn stuff. I was like, mm, no, I'm, I'm, I've got more better shit to do. And then he just texted me literally being like, you should come over when you get some time. I said, once you speak to your business partners and you tell me if you're actually serious about selling, I'll consider and check my diary. And he goes, Teji, 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 my brother, even then I think you should come for a cup of tea. I'm like, I'm like. Oh, did he like I'm, your best mate now? <laughs> fucking yeah, I think so. But I'm going to go there and it's going to be, a, if it was local, I'd go, but it's like 40 minutes. It's going to be a waste of my time. Mm. And I've learned to detect when people are just chatting shit or they want to get something from you or like that. Yeah, there could be a lead here, but at the same time, I don't know, I've just been through this sort of situation in many different forms in life. And I just know, and I know this kind of guy. And when I get there, I mean, if I'm local, yeah, I'll definitely pop by. I just know, like, he's going to piss me off. I mean, like, I just know it's going to irritate me. Um, And so, and that's just a topic in itself, right? Protecting your energy and protecting your time. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had good hits. I've met people. I've been to their houses, you know, back and forth, analyzing the accounts, setting out the offers, just not enough to pay their life. And it's like, well, run a better business then so I can pay you more. But yeah. And life. you know what? You never know because some of these things may come back in a year's mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you might, you might have bought something by then. You're not in that position or you might well be, you know, it happens with buy to lets and, and, mm-hmm. and houses in general and flips, doesn't it? Like, you know, oh, well, I've got this letter that you sent eight months ago. I'm interested now. Like, have you got the cash still? Same offer. Um, 
yeah, so, you know, ha- hang in there, isn't it? Just keep sending, I suppose. Yeah, keep following up. I always yeah. say AFU, always follow up. Like, I'm always sending letters because some of them will say, oh, you sent it like two months ago. I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, well, I was blah, 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 blah. So you never know when something changes or when someone gets slapped with a big bill from HMRC and they're like, actually, you know, let me just get out of here. Um, but, you know, with property, people definitely overvalue their houses, but it's not as crazy. Whereas in business, people are like, yeah, I want half a mil. It's making 20 grand a year profit and I'm the only person in here, but I want half a mil because like, it's my baby. I'm like, your baby is not worth that much, mate. So, yeah. you know, it's you kind of have a bit more, you kind of have a few conversations where you're just like, nah. It's, this is, But I always say, same, and I say this for people who are investing in property, that like when you offer, when you're giving an offer of any kind, especially when it's below asking, like, and you know it is, it's always good to rationalise it. Like, you know, the property needs this amount of of refurb done. It's got this on the title. It's worth this much when it's done up, blah, blah, blah. So here's my offer. Not, here's 50 grand less than asking, full stop. Yeah. So the same thing with businesses. Yeah, totally agree. You've got to build that case and keep building it and keep emphasising the points to why it's worth what it is and why you can only pay that much. And Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely spot on. So I just want to talk a little bit about Branding then, so because that's what you're going to be um, talking. Branding and social media is that right? You're going to at um, in Cardiff's event. Um, I don't even know. D just said, mate. He goes, just right, come Ted, and chat. Want to come up on stage? That's not even. A, <laughs> I can't even do his accent because it's like Dubai and Wales. <laughs> but he was like, Ted, mate, you want to come up on stage? I was like, yeah, cool. He's like, all right. So who knows? It's probably going to be property, I think, because it's about money. But yeah, the thing that I speak about a lot, to be fair, um, is uh, social media and branding because it's been central to like my success, you know? Mm. Yeah, and to talk a bit about that then, just to uh, the listeners in terms of, so when you first, I guess, started your brand, um, did you sort of have a little idea about wanting to go down? Did it evolve over the course of a few months? Um, Did you always pick yellow? Like, talk to me a little bit about that. So, because of my recruitment business prior, like, recruiters are hated. Any recruiter listening, you're going to know instantly what I'm talking about. The second you pick up the phone, the second you turn, ooh, ooh, you're you're a son of the devil, are you? Basically, how people respond to you. I'm like, oh, yeah, well. And so, I just thought, yeah, this is dumb. Like, I didn't, I'm not in this business for some random idiots to treat me like I'm an idiot or to treat me like I'm, like, and I was just like, yeah. Like, I'm not, firstly, I'm not suited to being in recruitment because it just just pissed me off. I want to fight everyone. Um, And I thought, hold on a minute. Why don't I differentiate myself? And how I thought to do that was by my brand. So I think I just saw a few blogs, saw a few bits. And this was when branding was a bit early, I think, especially like personal brand, like kind of weird building. And it was on LinkedIn, which is a bit boring and stuffy, but it works. And I was just sort of being myself and authentic and just, you know, posting stuff. And it worked and it got me business and it made me money and it, it kind of built something. That, oh, actually, this is making a difference and I'm not necessarily doing that much. And then I sort of took that into property. And I suppose in property at that time, there were maybe a few more personal brands. Not that many. I mean, there aren't a huge amount now. And I thought, again, how can I be different? How can I differentiate so I learn more and I can give more? This is an easy way. If I walk into a room... And I, I always say this to people when I'm public speaking. I say, look around the room. They look around the room. What's everyone wearing? Black, grey, navy, right? 
odd yeah. person wearing red, but black, grey, navy. No one wears yellow. No one wears this bright colour. So instantly I'm recognisable. So like, this makes my life so much easier because, you know, when it's on like you're on the podcast, you can, oh, bright yellow compared to like a little grey cover. Um, when people see something that's unusual or is not common, i.e. the colour yellow, they'll think of me. And the fact that it's, you know, so it was a little bit of psychology behind it. Um, and I, I like the colour as well. And then, you know, the sort of logo, everything just sort of slowly evolved. So I was like, right, I've got a brand. So I need colours, need fonts, need logos, need some sort of plan, some sort of coherence here. And then it kind of grew by learning and posting and, yeah, just experimenting. And I suppose that's how a lot of people do social media. And if people come to you um, to offer, uh, not to offer, for you to like train them in that and ask for mentorship, not in property, but yeah, in branding. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I've done it. Um, to be fair, nowhere near as many, like nowhere near as many people as have asked for property because a lot of people don't see the value in it. And, you know, y'all are, y'all are, y'all are being stupid. I promise you. Um, because even though I say, look, I built a whole portfolio, I built financial freedom, I built, I don't have to work again in my life if I don't want to, right? And then, then now they're worth more because of the market and cattle appreciation. And there's like nothing really left in the portfolio. Maybe, you know, like 20, 30 grand left in overall. Yeah. Because of this, because of social media, like really, it got me deals, got me money, it built the thing. And it continues to do that. And when I'm buying these M&A garages, I know I'll get them funded. I know I will. Fact. Yeah. Like simple as that. Because of this, people still don't fucking listen, right? They, they don't. They don't believe in it. Oh, it takes too long. Oh, I'll just do this. I'm like, okay. So you're coming to me. Oh, I want to buy all these houses. I literally, I call people out. You know, you know me. I don't give a shit. So how how are you funding it? Like one of my mentees goes to me, and he's posting on socials now. So I got to give him credit. But he was like, yeah, I want to buy this portfolio. It's like two million. I said, how are you funding it? Uh, how are you funding it? Oh, I'll find an investor. How are you going to find an investor? uh social fucking media so do it um and yeah people just don't don't value it even though people like gary v and all, you know all these influencers who we only know about through social media ironically are literally like build your brand all the brands we love yeah are because of their brand like yeah. i've got this yellow lamborghini in front of me not a real one this murcielago Nice. Why do people pay? This has the parts from an Audi in it and a Skoda. It's got the pedal of a VW Golf. Fuck me. I mean, really? Is it worth 250 grand? <laughs> Arguably yeah. not. But people will pay that. This lush hand orange cream. It's probably like a tenner. Look at the size of it. Mm. Is it like I can go to Tesco's and get a hand cream for a quid, but I paid £10. Like people don't get it is branding is everything. And so. To go off on a tangent there, yeah, no. much less, a lot less people ask me, but it's to their own detriment that people are not building a brand because they're missing out on a lot, everything. Yeah, it definitely needs to be said. And I think you're right, it's, it's, it brings like so much credibility and um, just just from like just posting all the time and mm-hmm. just just like i think you've probably said on your stories a few times just showing up like even mm-hmm. if it's just talking about what just your day or whatever and you know i've really started to do that sort of since sort of the, the back end of last year i was off it for a bit but 
and, and but since doing that and posting about what I'm doing and within my niche it has brought more contacts uh, in a very short space of time. Prob- I mean, don't get me wrong. People that don't do the personal branding and probably post here and there, they probably will be successful if they keep doing what yeah. they do. However, as you know, but having a, you know people that want to get there more quickly, um, having that personal brand, they'll definitely be able to do that. And I think you, you, you're right when you said that having the personal brand, uh, having a personal brand is a relatively new thing sort of in the past couple of years. And Because when you think the word the word brand, like Coca-Cola pops to my head and Disney and all that shit. Um, but personal brand, it's like, what's an actual personal brand? And it's literally, it's just you. It's literally you. People buying to you. Just, just me walking down the street saying hi to Dave in the morning. That's my personal brand, isn't it? And it's like, it's as simple as that, but don't make it complicated. No, you know what? People will complicate it, but it is just, it's you in a keyboard, in a camera. On It's just your personality conveyed in through social media, through a computer. Um, and that authenticity, like you said, your sense of humor, the way you speak, your accent, you know, how you talk, if you gesture, if you don't, all of these things make you you because people will remember that and sort of talk about you and think about you like that same with the yellow color right same with you know like i have stocks and shares that i've invested in because x person said that's a good idea and every time i look at them i'm like oh yeah they they told me about like oh you know so that association and that connection is very very powerful um and yeah more people need to do more of it and one thing to one thing to always keep at the center of it is you need to be authentic and you need to be human People want to see your eyes. They want to see your face. They don't want to see a, a company brand, some rooftops. They need to know Shane. They need to know you. you know, who are you? So, you know, don't try and be someone else. doesn't matter if you've got one house, no houses. You lost a house. Like, everyone has experienced what you're experienced and, and you're experiencing what they're experiencing. So just share that and create that kind of community and brand through who you are and, and what you're doing and your life. Mm, yeah, absolutely spot on. Just out of curiosity as well. Have you ever sort of, because of your brand, has anybody ever, you've been walking in the streets somewhere and going, oh, you were uh, Tej Talks? <laughs> as, um, and and the, the selfies, has anyone ever done that? Yeah, you know, it hasn't really, in the street, I've had people message me and be like, oh, were you here at this time or like in a shop? Mm. I'm like, yeah, man, should have said hi, what's wrong with you? I've had someone at the gym actually the other day uh, yeah. come up to me and be like, Tej, I was like, yo, like, yeah, just moved to the area, blah, blah, blah. I've had people while I was at Nando. I was about to see Dave at the O2, and someone came up to me at Nando's. I was like, "Oh, yeah." So, I, I've definitely had it. Um, I've definitely had people like my barber who might have like, who um, has said something to me during like a haircut, and I'm like, "You only would know that if you're following me." Do you know what I mean? And so it's <laughs> yeah. like it kind of works both ways. They recognise you in you know selfies, whatever, or they then sort of mention something from it just naturally. Um, and you know, it's like one, I was, had an osteopath once who had like 120 grand and he only mentioned it because sort of, he sort of put it all together. Um, so yeah, it doesn't happen as like really at all, maybe once or twice a month. Um, but it happens at the most like random places. And I'm like, it's such a small world. Like this is super cool. Like, I just love the fact that we can connect, you know, the most randomness of places with, with something similar. 
Yeah, and I'm just interested to find out how does that make you feel a little bit because obviously that's some like sometimes I feel like I've had it happen to me even though I've got a relatively small following compared to others out there. Um, and funny enough, it was a gym as well. Someone came up to me and went, are you Shane Train? I was like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, I listen to your podcast and I follow you on Instagram. I was like, oh, okay, amazing. Yeah, cool. And we ended up just working out together and yeah, nice Ooh. guy. And I was like, and it was a bit weird because, and then another guy said to me, but that came to my networking event. I just said, oh, he said, oh, it's really weird standing next to you. It's like, you know, you're the all right investor. And I was like, I'm no one special like, but and I was like, it kind of feels a bit celebrity, but I don't want to be the celebrity if that makes sense because but yeah how do you feel when people say like obviously it's nice stuff but how do you feel about it um that's a really good point a lot of people say that like oh it's so weird seeing you because like i hear you all the time or see you on the screen and now you're in front of me and i'm like yeah Yeah, (laughs) you don't know what to say right (laughs) yeah i think um it doesn't uh, maybe i'm not really good at taking compliments unless i internally deeply believe them but i think it just sort of goes through me like at the time I'm like oh that's amazing like you know or I'm like has it helped you like t- you know and, and if it has I'm like well then job done for me you know that's incredible that's that's the thing I suppose it sticks with me it's like when they say oh you know some guy messaged me the other day and said um he wouldn't ever pay for a mentoring call but he did well by himself and he always said the piss out of him but he's like Ted your podcasts have literally been the single reason the single biggest thing why I've secured my first property even in this market I'm thinking, shit, boy, you're just consuming the free stuff. Like, imagine if people were paying me how good that is, yeah? That's, that's what I probably yeah. thought straight away. Um, but that is what I like, is that it's actually making a yeah. difference. That us spending this time together is actually having a positive impact on someone's financial future. That's incredible. Um, yeah. But again, because, because it doesn't happen that often, and because, like, like, like you, I'm like, oh, my following small, whatever, I don't see it as anything. Now, if I had a million followers and it was happening more often that might change but as much as I'm an extrovert unless I'm in an extroverted mood like if I'm at Nando's I'm there for chicken I'm not even yeah. there for conversation I'm there for chicken. Yeah, and if I'm right. at the gym I don't have headphones but I'm at the gym so yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's case by case but as long as they've taken something positive from it I love it yeah, I'm just really interested to get your thoughts on that. But yeah, yeah, definitely resonate with that. And definitely resonate with the do not disturb sign when I'm <laughs> eating my chicken or <laughs> working Trust up. me. <laughs> and, actually, I'm going to just talk about that slightly off topic of all things investing. But uh, <laughs> I watch your stories and I love how you rate um, Nando's and Wagamamas. I love, I love Wagam- Waggers. Waggers, listen, I've got, I got beef with Wagamamas. So if anyone's listening who works there, sort your shit out because... I spend like 30 quid there and I probably don't even get 30 grams of protein. I'm like, what the, f- what are you feeding me? Yeah, it's delicious. Are they on I'm rations like, the- or something? Like what's going on? Yeah. Like it's like, <laughs> it's like World War II. The portions of like protein in their food mm. is pathetic. I go to Nando's, I spend £12.10. It used to be £11.10, obviously inflation. Mm. And I get 80 grams of protein. Like wag wags. Sort it out, man. Yeah, Just, like sort we it need out. to. I think every podcast or public speaking you do, you need to like keep saying that because someone from Wags is eventually gonna like sort their shit out. Hundred percent, and give us both like black cards so we can get unlimited meals as well. Thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. Much appreciated. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. <laughs> cool. So, talk to us a little bit about. I'm gonna 
dive into because I know you're a bit of a crypto investor as well um, and a little bit about NFTs because I know you've probably done some research. Are we going to be expecting any Tej Talks NFTs in the future talking about branding? Mm, yeah, I did look into it actually. There's a website where you can create your own. I totally forgot what it's called. Um, but apparently it's quite straightforward. Mm. I think NFTs, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely keen to like use them in terms of, I don't know, like you buy an NFT, it gives you for, you know, the same price as like, three mentoring sessions and you get three mentoring sessions or you give you buy an nft which is your key to my education or events or stuff but most people can't get their head around crypto wallets by the whole thing is long for people so if someone wants to pay me in crypto for any of my education 100 percent, like <laughs> not in luna maybe in something more stable well yeah, nothing stable but maybe, yeah maybe yeah, maybe bitcoin or something but you know like I think NFTs are definitely, I hope they're part of the future. I mean, look, why don't we have property passports? Why isn't every property an NFT on the blockchain? All your certificates, all the legal work is all uploaded in it. And you buy that and then you don't have to do all this archaic bullshit. Like, why isn't every house a freaking NFT? Like, there's just, ugh, property side dated. But I like crypto. Obviously very risky. I mean, fucking Netflix is down 47%. So, I mean, people say crypto is like crazy, but like, yeah. you know, it's very emotional. The markets are very emotional right now. Like, oh, 1% less in earnings. Oh my God, sell, sell, fucking dump, dump. You know, it's like the big short every day. It's like, what are you lot doing? Yeah, every day I look at it, it's like the big short, you're right. Literally, yeah, literally. And like in the in these 5D group, people put the charts in. I'm just like, why is everyone so emotional? Like, just chill. They're still good companies still doing good stuff like can we just not so like i like the technology of crypto i love the innovation i love what's happening i love what can happen obviously it's unregulated good or bad thing it is the wild wild west and it can be especially nfts i do think we have a future in crypto um it's hard to see in this current time for anyone because everyone's like look what's happened look what's happening but the technology for me and I was interested in it ages ago, just from a technology perspective. I think there's a lot we can do with it. Um, is it a sort of investment class for everyone? No, but the volatility is its sort of the price you pay for the returns you get. Yeah. You know, go online and look at yeah. if you invested in Bitcoin X many years ago, what Ethereum, whatever. You're not getting anywhere else. So I accept that. I don't look at, I mean, I don't look, I don't look at my free trade or my nutmeg account or anything really. So you know, I just trust in the process and I just, you know, just hodl, baby, hodl. Yeah, hodl for life. And I, I think, I think for me with, with, with crypto and I had a chat with uh, D a couple of times on, on my podcast as well. And we, we talked about the future of it and I said, you know, we're, we're still, and I'm sure you will agree, we're still in the infancy of it. Like it's, it's not it's technically still not even born. It's, it's, it's like the the whole dot com thing, like when the internet was born, that took like years to fully, fully, fully take off. Um, and I think we've still got, you know, quite a few years left because we don't know who the big, I mean, there's big players, but we all thought Luna was a big player, but look what's yeah. happened to that sort of this week, mm. last week. Um, so I think, yeah, the, the metaverse is, is, is going to be big, but who knows what exactly is going to happen within it. Um, in terms, obviously, you know, like people like 
companies, sorry, like McDonald's and Miller's, the beer company, like they've, they've opened restaurants and bars within the metaverse. But I mean, you can buy like a, a virtual beer and a burger. Kind of don't get that. That's more like a novelty thing. But like, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I want to eat it. If I'm buying a burger, that shit better be in my mouth. Yeah, because I'm going to have my headset on and my mouth's going to be watering. That's no good yeah. for me. It's no good for anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't know if that's a good look for the metaverse. Like, maybe maybe delivery can come at the same time and give you a real one, and it yeah. can be some weird sensory experience. But yeah, I don't fuck with pixelated burgers. I need real flesh. Yes, like what saying. Like I don't know what that's sort of about. But yeah, like it really excites me. Like I think virtual. I can't, I don't know. What's your thoughts on virtual real estate? Because, I mean, I own some virtual real estate from a platform called Earth 2.0. Yes, I know Earth 2.0. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm not sure. Like, like you know, like the whole, obviously, you've heard about Snoop Dogg buying some, um, in, is it, was it in the metaverse? And then someone paid, like, some ridiculous amount just to be his next door neighbor or something like that. Like, I, I, think, I, I think, like... It's going to be difficult to get property investors into digital real estate because the whole reason people invest in property is because it's low risk, slow moving, it's a commodity almost, it's a physical asset, it's safe. Everything this physical shit isn't. That's, that's, yeah. the, that's, the, that's the main thing. You can touch it with physically with your hands. That's so the thing. Yeah. I, I just don't know about getting them to convert or jump in on it. Getting just people into it generally... I don't think it'll be too hard. I mean, like I I play video games, but I don't buy stuff in the game. But I know like people buy weapon skins and I don't know characters and all sorts of crap, like hundreds of pounds, tens of pounds. Mm. I I don't. I'm just like what I just don't get that. But like I get it culturally. So it's a similar thing with you know them buying a, a weapon skin to use for six months of their life on one weapon for a couple of hours a day or whatever. It's like well buying virtual land that's actually potentially an investment isn't too much of a jump especially for certain generations so i think like i still don't see the the full utility people are oh you can advertise in it okay but you need footfall so why are people walking around the metaverse just to see adverts or is it to make it a game and a lot of these metaverses don't have a 3d world mm. even though video games have had it for years the pants like, it's like they've gone back to the 90s yeah like unreal engine and like unity are incredible you know game softwares to build games with and there's a lot of talented developers out there but like who would happily do this shit but they just don't exist so it's weird it's like it exists in like a 2d space but then you know what it is it has value like anything because we've put value on it yeah and look that goes with houses it goes with you know i don't know the bath water of some celebrity you know sells weird shit but, like, I don't see a real utility for it, like a house, like a watch, like headphones. Yeah. But there is value because we have said there's value in it. Simple as that. I agree, yeah. There's definitely value. Yeah, 100% there's value because people are using it. They're using the platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, there's value in, I guess, in every sort of sector of it. There's, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've heard Dita, which was quite a funny one, talk about, was it, is it Nafty? nifty nafty oh yeah yeah i tried to buy some yeah nafty yeah, yeah so did i so i was like mm, this could be because obviously it's you know the adult entertainment industry for anyone who doesn't know what nafty <laughs> is it's uh it's such a huge industry and i want to i want a piece of that pie if you know if it's going to grow exponentially but again it's like there's only i think there was nafty and there was something out there was another platform um that was a bit like only fans unless it only fans was the nafty one i can't remember now but you know you it's, just um, drop your only fans link in the but in the show notes so, so people can obviously subscribe to of course yeah, yeah. yeah. So you gotta investment talk so, yeah. only 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in a topless investor talk. I'm sure nobody would want to see that, though. There'll be a couple. There'll be a couple of people. Just my, just my girlfriend. In fact, my girlfriend probably wouldn't even pay. <laughs> well, I should be getting that shit for free. <laughs> cool, man. But, uh, but yeah, that Nafty will probably be for another podcast episode. But um, So what does your... Next two year, two year, two to three years look like for you. What what are you thinking? Just focus on M and A. If the odd property deal comes up, sort of thing. What what we look what's what's it look like for you? Yeah, so definitely a couple more flips. You know, keep bringing the chunks of money. I do want to kind of you know add about six to ten more units to the portfolio. Preferably a portfolio or a block of flats, just because I'm sick of one at a time. I will do it. I just, I just would rather not. You know, once you've done seventeen of them, you're just like okay, I can just buy 17 at once now. Like, let's just skip to the chase. Yeah. But it's harder to add value sometimes because portfolios aren't usually in a crap condition. Yeah. Um, so that's the kind of aim on the property side. Uh, I really am focused on the M&A stuff, on the garages, because I know once I get one, I can get more and I know how I can brand it. I know what I can do. I just, I'm going to enjoy it. Um, the restaurant is business depending on how the garages go potentially will happen in the next two years as well yeah uh, i want to get back to traveling more i'm getting married later this year so it's kind of taking a bit of thank you very much it's taken a bit of prep time um and kind of got back to traveling went to napoli a few weeks ago and just at my body weight in pizza that pizza is, looked divine by the oh, way mate, on your stories all of like i just i've been dreaming of pizza ever since and i will until i go back for my yearly annual you know eating pizza trip yeah so uh, the, for me it's just more life more contentment more peace i'm really focusing on my health and fitness i've got multiple issues with my shoulder which i'm trying to fix and i'm, I'm basically a consultant orthopedic surgeon radiologist with mm. the tens and hundreds of hours i've put in to yeah. to kind of solving stuff so it's just more life and yeah. just to continue enjoying it and and being in nature and being healthy and wealthy and to keep helping people you know with my sort of lower cost community with my education with my books potentially a third book coming out i'm flexible shane whatever takes sort of my i'm not i'm not shiny penny but whatever takes my fancy that i'm passionate about i will do if i'm not passionate i'm not interested and this includes conversations you might see this on saturday when i'm networking i just walk away from people um i am i'm falling asleep i'm like i'm not interested like Life is too short to have conversations, friendships, anything that is not your passion, not what you love and not what you want to do. I'm out of here. I don't give a flying F. I'm done. Mm. So just continuing to do what I am passionate about. Yeah, I love that. And that's, yeah, totally valid points. And uh, I think that's, you mentioned the word there and that's contentment. And I think, yeah, if you can aim for that and you can be content, then uh, you're winning in my opinion, 100%. Cool, man. Um, cool. So I'm just going to sort of wrap up the show then with uh, three last sort of quick fire random questions that I asked all my guests just to make things a bit interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so just going to kick things off. Number one, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? Oh, wow. Um, I don't tend to what Probably like one of these typical American saviour gun toting you know weird amazon prime movies about that american soldier with the flag on his back and he's just a really he's a racist prick like a lot of them so something like that they're just such trash i probably just stopped watching it in five minutes but i i don't really watch much many movies 
So not a specific one, but yeah, let's just go with that sort of very niche genre of movies that yeah. you made. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fair answer. Okay. If you had the choice between owning a Ferrari that you were not allowed to drive or a Nissan Micra that you can drive anywhere, what would you choose? Am I allowed other cars with this? Oh, I mean, you can change the Ferrari, but the Nissan Micra stays. <laughs> but am I allowed to own other cars in either scenario? No. Or is this... Well, you can catch the bus, I suppose, but... <laughs> uh, look, Nissan Micra's a bad man car, yeah? Um, especially the newer ones. The newer ones are actually quite quite. I've quite seen feisty. them. They're decent. They've finally sorted them out. Oh, yeah, I know. Bright, like the burnt orange they got. Mm. So... <sighs> The Ferrari is actually an investment, potentially, depending on the model I pick, and it'd be an Enzo. I've seen an Enzo um, at this place called GVE in London. It's the only one in the world with some uh, factory-fitted special exhaust. But more importantly, it's the only one in the world that Michael Schumacher signed no as it came off the factory because he happened to be there. It's insane. It's worth millions. That's going to be worth loads, yeah. Yeah. So it'd be that, but I, like, I live in the countryside. Bus? Bus who? I can get a tractor somewhere, or like, so it'd have to be the Micra, unfortunately, or fortunately. <laughs> I, d- I don't ask me how I made that question up, but uh, that's really, uh, yeah. I like I'll, it, I like I'll, it. I'll, I like your answer, cool. Okay, and final question, are you sweet or are you savoury? Ooh, I think I can be a sweet person when I want to be, and how often do I want to be? Not very often. So I would say it's like a salted caramel um, because I glow naturally with caramel. And it's sweet, but there's that salt in it and you can't miss it. And they go so perfectly together. Um, I don't really like sweet dishes either. So salted caramel. That is, uh, yeah, wasn't expecting that answer, but I really like it. So you're sort of in the middle. You're like between the dark side and the, uh, the Jedi side. Yes, although I'd love to be a Jedi, that is my dream. I'm oh, so yeah. excited for Obi Wan Kenobi getting released tomorrow. But tomorrow, yeah. yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, actually, just just a quick since you're a, you're a Star Wars fan, um, what did you think of Luke Skywalker's CGI and the Boba Fett? Um, I mean, the mouth is always iffy. You yeah, know? it's yeah. All, I don't know why. Like mouth is really hard to get, I suppose, because it's so human, right? Yes. And it's so hard to fake. I mean, look. I would. I. I think it's better that he was in it than he wasn't. Like yeah. I know people are. Like, oh my god! Just let him. You know. But it connects all the threads together. So yeah. I'm team CGI. Like put him in. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, like I was so chuffed to see that. You know, you, you got to see what happened after Return of the Jedi between uh, yeah. the Force Awakens, and I think yeah, it's just nice, and it brings memories back of watching the old films. Going, oh, I wonder where Luke is now. We, Thirty years later, we get to see it, and uh, it's just our geek geek side coming out but uh yeah 100% class okay awesome how can finally then how can people get in touch with you and obviously you offer mentorship as well if anyone's interested in that yeah so education mentorship books on amazon just type in Ted talks i've got a community which is like kind of discord um chat we do two calls a month as well so people can jump on those they're all recorded as well we did deal analysis the first two and who knows what we'll do the next two um but the best place is everywhere really but i think instagram probably most active so at tej.talks uh youtube tej talks property uh, spotify apple Podcasts, whatever tej talks property um yeah come say hi excellent i right, see so you've been an absolute amazing guest it's been really fun uh finally chatting to you i know we took a took a few weeks to get this arranged but um no it's been um 
really good talk and I'm, I'm glad we, we didn't just talk about property as well it's been interesting to talk about all aspects so uh, yeah thanks for coming on property's boring thanks for having me <laughs>